Hello and welcome to Minigame, a podcast about video game stories and why we love them. I'm Michael Ferris. Like a lot of us here at the Lore Party Podcast Network, I love Mass Effect. Its world, characters, and story are unparalleled in video games. However, I am unique amongst Mass Effect fans in that I think Mass Effect 3 is my favorite in the series, and maybe my favorite game of all time? That being said, I did not play the game when it was initially released. My first playthrough was only two years ago, and I played with all of the DLC installed. I got to return to Omega, uncover the mysteries of Leviathan, and kept the Prothean party member, Javik, in my party throughout the entire game. I got the ideal playthrough, and yes, some of that content should have been in the base game, but it does not change my feelings towards what I played. What really elevated my opinion of Mass Effect 3 was the final piece of DLC, titled The Citadel. The DLC starts off like any other typical Mass Effect story. You get a call from Anderson ordering the crew of the Normandy to go to the Citadel for ship maintenance and shore leave for the crew. You also get Anderson's apartment as a gift. While in the Citadel, there's an attack from a mysterious force, and it's up to you as Commander Shepard to find out who's behind the attacks and stop them. It's here that I want to highlight one of the reasons this DLC is a perfect bookmark to the trilogy, and that is the DLC's overall tone. About a quarter of the way through the main plot, you discover that the mastermind behind the attacks is none other than Shepard's evil twin clone. It's a premise that is so stupid, but it's handled with such a delicate hand. There of course is a throwaway lore reason for the twin's existence, but his presence is more there to delightfully chew scenery and spew out ridiculous dialogue. He is so over the top that he may as well have a handlebar mustache that he can twirl. The adventure as a whole is rather lighthearted and not taken too seriously. Nearly every fan favorite character shows up to make a brief cameo and fight alongside with Shepard. There is a wonderful shot in a cutscene in which nearly every party member in the whole trilogy stands shoulder to shoulder while protecting Shepard from a swarm of fodder enemies. Every character also has their opportunity to make silly jokes and it feels like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Even Shepard himself also manages to crack a few jokes even though he's typically pretty stoic throughout the whole trilogy. Now if you'll excuse me, the Normandy needs its captain. So. I should go. Farewell, Commander. I guess this is where legends go to die. Well, this is one for the highlight reel, huh? He said, I should go. Do I sound like that? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, now that you mention it. Maybe we should be worrying about the impregnable vault we've been sealed inside forever. I'm more confident than he is. More in control. With me, it's more like, that's all for now. Oh, damn straight. Rank has its privileges. End the conversation however you want. I doubt there's enough air in here either. An hour at most. Or sometimes, I'll talk to you later. Because you know what? I never do. Leave him wanting more. Shepard, why aren't you more worried about this? But the evil twin plot is only half of the DLC. After the twin is defeated, 
The crew of the Normandy decide to throw a big party at Shepard's new apartment, where they can laugh, drink, and decompress from the war that you're fighting throughout the main game. You get the opportunity to invite every character over to the apartment and have one-on-one -on -one time with them. Now, I played through this DLC immediately before starting the final mission of the game, the mission in which it seems like all hope is lost and the galaxy is doomed. And this section of the game feels a lot like saying goodbye to these characters for the last time, both as a character and as a player. In the main game, you only get a brief conversation with everyone on the battlefield as a quick goodbye, but here you get to see every character's true personality. Liara plays the piano, you get to tango in a bar with Garrus, enjoy the hot tub with Kelly Chambers, and fight in a combat simulator with Jack. Each interaction is a perfect encapsulation of the character's personality and your relationship with them. But what really makes this whole DLC work for me is the bittersweet undertone of this section of the story. Despite it being mostly about a big fun party, there is always an undertone of finality to everything. Some of the characters fully expect to not survive the war, and despite this, they still find strength in each other. I've always loved that song. Shepard, I... What are you doing? Making sure you don't run off to something more important. I can't imagine what that would be. We should do this more often. Yes, well, maybe after. Every day after. Shepard. Like in the clip I just played, Liara and Shepard want to spend the rest of their lives with each other in peace, but both characters understand that there is a possibility, maybe even a probability, that this is just a fantasy. The last scene I want to highlight that really captures this finality is, obviously, the last scene in the DLC. After the party has run its course, your team sobers up with the help of Vega's Huevos Rancheros recipe and stumbles their way onto the Normandy. Shepard pauses to gaze at the Normandy at peace for the last time. Liara comes up to him, knowingly recognizing the bittersweet sadness in Shepard's eyes, and says that the adventure has been a great ride. And Shepard replies with only two words, the best. And it's this small, understated moment that puts the cherry onto the Mass Effect Sunday. With all of the stories and lore and heroes and villains and worlds and characters, the Mass Effect trilogy has truly been a great ride. Actually, it's been the best ride. And we'll just forget that Mass Effect Andromeda happened. That's more of a ride that just crashed and burned. But that's for another episode. Thank you very much for listening. Executive producer of the Lore Party Podcast Network is Abu Zafar. Minigame is written and produced by Michael Ferris. Original music for Minigame is produced by Lawrence Kelly. Follow Lore Party on Twitter and Instagram at lore underscore party. And check out our website at loreparty.com. Subscribe to Minigame in your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
It really helps me grow the show. Thank you very much for listening.